It's a Whānau Word Daily, Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon. It's day three of the Australia-Pakistan Test Match for cbussuper.com.au. Good luck summing that up in 30 seconds. Oh, test cricket's boring and nobody likes it. It was just Smith and Labuschagne nudging it around. Smith plays a horrible shot to cover. Uh, Labuschagne gets bowled by Beauty through the gate. And then second session, it's Kerry, it's Marsh. Australia are only 20 behind. They're going along nicely. Uh, Kerry gets bowled just before the break. Marsh hits one to mid-off. They lose five for 10, Australia. Jamal, six for 67. Second sixer of the tour. Pakistan on top, they lead by 14, then they lose two wickets without scoring a run. And then there's a partnership between Saeim Ayub and Barbara Azam. They put on 58 together, they're looking okay, and then crash, bang, wallop. Travis Head picks up a wicket, Nathan Lyon gets one, and Josh Hazelwood takes three in and over. Mm. It's seven for 68 at Stumps. Pakistan lead by 82, 82 runs. That's it. And uh, yeah, it could be over by lunch on day four. May well be the lesser spotted triple wicket maiden to end a dramatic final session, 11 for 78 in 29. 9.4 overs. It started with a run. I've wrote all this down at the time. It was 5 for 10 from a l- 21 balls, yep. including 4 in 7 balls for Amir Jamal after T himself, where he went through Marsh, Cummins, Lyon and Hazelwood. Marsh a half century, 54. Uh, and they were all out for 299. So a lead of 14 for Pakistan. And you're thinking, well, this is their best chance mm-hmm. to win a test match in Australia since they won here in 1995, by some margin their best chance. Since then, I think they've lost four matches by innings, four others by nine wickets or worse, and they tend to get pumped. That 16 test run has been, you know, last week was an exception to the rule being close deep into the fourth innings. Normally they're getting hammered. This time they're ahead. They're ahead at the halfway mark and then Mitchell Stark bowls a ball to Abdullah Shafiq to complete his pair, which is one of the best balls he's bowled in his career. Back through the gate, the way it broke back was absolutely superb. I can really think of a player getting a better ball in on a pair. Mm. Josh Hazelwood Nicks off Shah Massoud to his first ball. Hazelwood second, as it was in the first innings. A, a soft dismissal, a soft shot from Shah Massoud. He, he'll be gutted with that. Uh, and then there was that partnership. And Jeff, at that point, with Saeim Ayub um, batting in that youthful, not carefree, but youthful manner, yep. um, that counter-attacking way, along with Barbara Azam, who by hook or by crook was trying to get himself back into some kind of mm-hmm. nick. It felt like they were going to get to the close, maybe two or at worst three down, and we have a real contest tomorrow. Then the dramatic finish. Lyon with the leg before round the wicket, Saeem beating him with flight. Travis Head drawing a poor shot from Barbara's arm, drifting away well outside the off stump, driving away from his body. And then Hazelwood going bang, 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 sword Shaquille out of form. Uh, the, the night watchman, poor old Sajid, uh, losing his middle stump. And then mm-hmm. Salman, who wouldn't have expected to be batting that quickly, it would have been dramatic putting his pads on, knowing there was a night watchman there, edging to slip. And, you know, it's it, three wickets falling on 67. And, like, in all of that, after all the great work from Amal Jameer, who was on the cusp of uh, having, uh, Amir Jamal even, uh, yep. on the cusp of having one of the, the great <laughs> test performances, you know, Imran Khan-esque here in 1977, mm. it all falls away as quickly as it was back on the table. Well, Jamal's ashes was what Barrett and yeah. was saying to me as he was sitting there watching, uh, watching Amir Jamal pick up that sixth wicket. I mean, two sixes on an away tour to Australia. 18 wickets at 19 through the series. Not something um, a, lot of, a lot of people are looking at. Yeah. Uh, our colleague John O'Barrick looked back at me at one point and said, has anybody won player of the series in a series
here is where they've been whitewashed. <laughs> um, a great question, um, and I don't think it's happened. You've had Player of the Series winners in a losing effort, but not when you haven't won a test. The best I can give him is that Bruce Yardley uh, was Player of the Match in a test match at Australia, lost by an innings to Pakistan back in right. 1979. That's as good as I can give you. It might have been 81, one or the okay. other. But the point is, is that, um, yeah, you're right. You can make a case that he's by far been Pakistan's Player of the Series. He's um, leading the wickets in the mm. series comfortably as well. So, you know, he's But, but he's he, played... he set them up. He gave them yeah, this opportunity. Gave them a chance, and, and, right. And, and this was the thing. I mean, so you, you wind it back. That first session, it just looks like this will be Smith and Labuschagne plodding along for a couple of sessions, doing what they do, quietly ticking runs off that total. And and it seemed like that was what was going to happen until Sean Massoud got funky, put in three covers. He had yeah. one just in front of point, uh, one a little more conventional and one uh, straighter. But they were all close. They were all surrounding Smith and getting in his way. And I don't know what went through his head. A lot of things do, but he stepped way outside the off stump, plays this clobbering cover drive and hits it straight to the, the straightest of the three covers on 38. Um, and then Labuschagne getting that beautiful ball from Aga Salman, who bowled really well today, yeah, yeah. Um, that drifts, that turns back sharply through the gate, and he does the Labuschagne thing of just standing there staring at it for a while. Surely I can't be bowled. Why are the bales <laughs> on the floor? What's happening here? I don't get out. Got out for 60, was it? And, and he was gone. Well, Smith did that as well. He looked down at the surface. I'm like, man, you've, just been, the pitch you've just been triangular. <laughs> um, by Pakistan here and geometrized and, and he did and Pythagoras he, and, and he did go across his stumps in order to access the onside which suddenly had a lot mm. of gaps in it but um, yeah, someone I don't know what part of the day it was that came up in conversation that uh, you know he, he hadn't played a shot like that elevated over cover today I'm like well mm. extend that to almost his whole career because the way he holds the bat with his left hand turned around the top hand turned yep. around to play through the onside it's so hard for him to elevate over cover he rarely does it very mm. rarely does it to try does and it do in it then sometimes, yeah but, but to try and do it then when they're brought yeah. in the extra catcher just for that it, it it strikes me as a classic brain fade and yeah, you trudged off the field so slowly he quickly realized the error of his ways and and it's not the first time this year, Brett, um, you referenced him before. He's like, well, you know, th there is form here. The, the sweep shot at Delhi, which he never plays and was dismissed on that ridiculous third day when they lost all 10 wickets for about 70-odd runs. The shot off against Jadeja in the World Test Championship final, completely against the flow mm -hmm. of play, uh, which, again, he said himself, he'd gotten all his horrible shots out of his system. Well, this is a part of that list I'm afraid and yeah the, the deeper Smith gets into his career yep. the more we're seeing the powers of concentration uh, penetrated whereas mm. when he was younger when he was in the real peak of his career that was his defining characteristic that he could concentrate for hour yep. after hour session after session it, and look this is probably Hall of Fame worthy but we did see his concentration uh, spiked when that ball of gaffer tape was it even a ball of gaffer tape yeah it was like a bit of, of, of wadded up tape must have been from the camera gantry above yeah. I suspect that had blown off onto the white sheet barely perceptible and it was behind the how side screen how many minutes did that take well however long it did you could, if, if he's noticing that and I know Steve Smith notices everything and it's to his credit that he's so thorough in his preparation but mm. that struck me as if that's enough to, to take you out of the zone yeah, um, yeah. And there might be a thing going on here about how long can he bat for and still mm. be effective. I remember towards the end of Michael Clark's career, he made a reference to this that it was the the length of time out in the middle, yep. as with you know with the broader responsibilities of captaincy for him, but with Smith with the you know, ongoing yep. challenge with the back, I suppose, which must be part of it. Um, whether he has that type of thing mm. in him anymore to bat all day, really. Well, you remember in Durham Shaler in 2017, he made that 111 um, yeah. in quick time, and it was quite counter-attacking and it was more of a fast bowler's pitch than a spinning pitch but he said at the time I, I felt like I had about three hours worth of concentration exactly. left in me yep. and I had to score what I could before then and so he went more aggressively than he might normally uh, it seems like he doesn't have maybe he's not able to 
calculate the amount of concentration he's got left. It, it's a difficult thing to do, but yeah, he, that concentration went, Labuschagne, it wasn't concentration, it was just a great delivery, yep. what do you do? Um, you get one of those, but then Kerry and Marsh are doing their thing, and Mitchell Marsh is the, the guy who probably will be awarded player of the series, yep. makes another 50 here, um, counter-attacks, but he gets dropped again, and it's Sam Ayub again, the youngster who dropped the one at slip, he drops him down at mid-off when it's hit down to him, Marsh is able to keep building with Kerry, Kerry does that thing that he does where he makes 35 or so in, in quick time, almost at a runnable, and you don't notice, suddenly you go Oh, he's on 30. But how did that happen? And he started slowly as well. Kerry looked like a busted for the first 10 balls, then suddenly found rhythm and was hitting the ball at the middle of the batter fielders and that, and that moved into mm-hmm. picking gaps and running hard and getting twos. I think the thing with Kerry is that through that barren run, so you want to, you know, there's the two um, periods of Kerry's career, falling in the pool at Karachi till stumping Bairstow and stumping Bairstow until last week. Yep. The, the first period, he had a strike rate of 75, I want to say, and the second period, a strike rate of 42. So he's clearly better when he's trying to put scoreboard pressure on himself. And that, yeah, mm. felt like more of that innings the deeper he got into it today. Yep. The right partner at Mitchell Marsh, who Again, he was six from 40. Uh, he didn't go at anywhere near the strike rate we've seen of late. But yep. Even um, his 50 was off 100-plus balls. Yeah, that's yep. it. But they did what they needed to do, remembering they came together when Australia yep. was still in the red by near enough 100 runs. And by the time they get to just before T, you know, they're trailing by 24. They did a pretty bloody good job of getting mm. them to that position. Little did they know they would lose five for 10, and that's all Jamal, right? He bowls with sure. so much hardy. Just gives well, it absolutely everything. It starts with with Sajid Khan, and let's give him oh, sorry, a moment, yes, the, yes. The, the shiny-headed moment, wonder. Yeah. Um, where it, it hasn't been his match, and he's been outbowled by Salman Aga, Aga Salman. Uh, we get both versions, depending <laughs> who you're talking to, but, who was putting much more work on the ball. He was really revving the ball. Um, uh, Gavin Robertson downstairs was just watching wrapped on the TV every time Salman was bowling because of the amount of, uh, of, of effort he was putting onto the ball. But Sajid, it, it's almost an arm ball. He comes around the wicket, he spears it through it really really zings through and it beats Kerry on the inside edge um, but bounces at a length where it's coming down by the time it clips the bale so it, initially mm. it looks like it's going down the leg side and it looks like it's going over the top the bounce is so high it's on the downward part of the tra- trajectory it clips the parabola the, the, the parabola that's good <laughs> I like that the um, the the spigot the bit that sticks out of the bale it mm. clips the outside spigot of the leg bale Perfection, um, as far as accuracy goes. I don't think it was necessarily intended, but it knocks the bail off. That takes us to the break. We come back. Marsh clubs one down to mid-off. And then it was a quick run through the tail for Jamal. He gets, you know, Lyon slaps one cut shot for four and then immediately edges one into the gully. We'll come back to that catch in the Hall of Fame, I'm sure. Yes. Um, and then, what, you've got... Uh, the low Cummins before the that. The low, yeah. and it, but swung. Yeah. So did. the one to yeah. Cummins that beats him because he comes across the ball and it swings and it looks like it's going down leg. It's given not out. They review that one. It's hitting the base of leg stump and then he gets Hazelwood edging into the cordon. I can't tell you how excited... I was, and I think everyone who was um, here at the SCG, yep. who, who doesn't have an interest in Australia, you know, a, a non-parochial interest, you might call it, was at the end of that innings. Yep. All at 299. A know. lead. The fact Pakistan had a lead. When, when Marsh and Kerry are together, you're thinking Australia are going to lead by 80 or 90 here. Yeah, surely the last time Pakistan led Australia in a test match after the first innings was Hobart in 1999. I, I can't imagine there's another time, right? And you're Sydney thinking, 2010. Sorry, quite right. Sydney 2010. But, you know, it, it, this is so rare. It's so rare to get to this point of a test match where Australia haven't 
uh, asserted their dominance. Right. And then it takes no time at all. I've mentioned that ball to Shafiq, which mm. is an absolute worldly. Yeah. Uh, and then the poor like, shot Genuinely, from Shum, what are you supposed to do? If you're Shafiq, you're on a pair. Feel for I him. mean, at least, like, he was second ball in the first innings, six balls in the second innings, so that's an improvement. But it, because it's not the full swinging one. Like, Mitchell Stark swings them into right-handers a lot. But that one pitches on to almost back of a length and hits the very top of the stump. And so it's swung. It's had so much room to swing in that it beats the inside well, edge by kinda, a mile. It kind of cuts, doesn't yeah. it? it? It's not so much swing as it is. Well, it swings and then beautiful cuts. action. It's it curves in at first and then takes middle stump. Yeah, it, it, I think what you say is there, there is right. Is it had enough time to do that much mm. work and... Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, there's a gap between bat and pad, but how's there not going to be on mm. that angle? So um, no one's going to blame Shafiq for that. At the end, it ends a relatively poor tour for him. He did make a half century at Melbourne, but he'll be back, and hopefully he's back in Australia. I guess this is the existential piece, right? Like, we know how difficult uh, it is to think about the future of Test cricket right now without getting down. We, we, we have these conversations on almost a daily basis, and I was really encouraged by Todd Greenberg today, the boss of the Cricketers Association, yep. on our coverage, backing in Mike Baird enthusiastically. We spoke yep. about... Mike Baird's comments last night. Saw some stuff on Twitter, people going, oh, I believe it when I see it, Cricket Australia. I'm like, these are new administrators. You can't kind of get stuck into Mike Baird when he's the new chairman saying that he wants to implement a redistributive model where Australian players, that's what it boils down to, will make less money uh, in order to help poorer nations. That is uh, a statement which is born of altruism. This mm. is not greed. This is them trying to, on behalf of the game at large, do something right. I'm not saying Cricket Australia have gotten things historically right when it comes mm. to supporting other nations and their abysmal record at playing nations like Bangladesh and Zimbabwe, which we talk about all the time, is absolutely part of that. But now we've reached this point. All you yeah. can ask is them to make the right decision on behalf of the global game, and that's what they're trying to do. And, you know, Todd Greenberg today from the Players Association effectively said, yes, we want to be part of that mission mm. where the players themselves will I don't know what format it'll be, but they will try and help make this right on a week where mm. South Africa have been humiliated uh, on the field and they've had that devastating thing happen off the field with uh, their squad for New Zealand. And in all of that context, you think, yeah. oh, Pakistan knocking off Australia. How big would that be? What a perfect time for that kind of moment in test cricket. And quarter of an hour mm. later, it feels like the collapse is on. And we've already discussed briefly what Saeim was able to do, the um, you know the audacity of youth and all yeah. the rest of it, and, and hitting that six over mid-wicket, and, and over deep point, rather. Mm. Uh, and you kind of get the sense that something special might be on again. Yeah. And then, yeah, the deflating triple wicket maiden. Brilliant from Hazelwood, but it doesn't make it any less deflating that this was a test match that had the potential mm. to be a memorable, iconic one. Now the probability of that is through the floor. In terms of wanting the contest, but I, I, think, I think generally... Australian observers are pretty upbeat like they've enjoyed the fact that this Pakistan team have given some fight I think that'll help them in terms of getting the next tour and, and being back again and, and hope hopefully so. playing three tests instead of two Desperately I, hope I think so. it's entirely reasonable to, to be very cynical about administrators um, but this is the first time that we've heard comments like this from people in that position yes. uh, from the chair and the CEO on the same day um, of Cricket Australia on the same day to say to be specific about this is what needs to happen there does need to be some redistribution of finances the fact that they've said that means that there's something to hold them to exactly. so they may not follow through with it but they've at least and we'll be the first ones to smash them up if it turns out in two years time that uh, it goes down the gurgler and nothing yep. actually happens but sure. yeah so, yeah, absolute jibber I was copying in uh, last night on social media from people who really should know better mm. but uh, you know the way that it works so they lose the first two and then Samo you 
Habib and, and Barbara Azam, they're, they're batting pretty nicely. That cut shot, it reminded me of Shubman Gill when he took on Mitchell Stark and, and carved him away for six over. But that was more over deep third. This was squarer. This was almost the AB de Villiers cut shot for yep. six from Saim Ayub when he, when he nailed Stark. And it wasn't just that. It was the fact the very first ball that Cummins bowls rocks back and pumps that over yeah. mid on. Uh, wasn't quite there to pull, but he went through with it anyway. And he wasn't indiscriminate. He wasn't throwing the bat at everything. He was leaving a lot of balls. He was defending a lot of balls. And then he was taking on some deliveries. And yeah, that's that's a lot of excitement uh, about someone who ends up making 30. But <laughs> there's something there, though. There isn't was there? something there because he's a white ball. He's like he's not just a white ball guy. He averaged 79. Uh, in the Pakistani first-class competition last year. Yep. He's made a, a double century against an all-international attack yep. uh, as recently as a few months ago. So he's 21, he's got this mm. white ball future ahead of him, but I don't think it's for nothing that he's made a, he's le left a bit of a mark on this series and mm -hmm. he'll leave wanting more well, in, in the same way that Warner was being pigeonholed a dozen years ago as well. He's a white ball basher. Yeah. And before you know it, he goes down as one of the, the, the better Australian openers. You know, he might be in the top four or five, I don't know what it'll come down to, openers Australia have ever produced, and no one ever saw that coming. Maybe no. it'll be the same for Saeim Ayub when we look back at his career. What, and I, what I think's really significant is second ball duck in the first innings, yep. drops two important catches, and still was able to come back and play in innings rather than letting all of that get on top of him. Yep. I thought that was significant in terms of mental resilience, um, and Barbara does a bit, and then, I mean, Lyon, the ball to South Shaquille, who's been trailing away, still never made a duck, mind you, but um, <laughs> it, it, it crawled along the pitch. That one kept so low from a, a a reasonable length from Lyon and that's that's almost the disappointment is that I'm thinking well Pakistan here if they even set 200 if they set Australia 200 that would be challenging because this pitch is starting to keep lower and lower there were a lot of balls that had inconsistent bounce today and and, and most of them were outside the line of the stumps that one from Lyon is is on the line of the stumps so look they're they're probably going to get smashed up tomorrow they've got three wickets in hand they've got Rizwan and Jamal that's their last chance saloon is that the two who put on a big partnership in the first innings both made important runs, both made scores in the 80s in the first innings. If those two could do something, if they could pull out another 50 each, if they could eke out another 110, 120 runs, then there's a possibility they can give themselves something to bowl at here. Yeah, this is, this is genuine last chance yes, cafe, isn't yes, it? Like, yes. It's going to be these two. It has to be this wicket, these two, yep. and they have to add about 100. I mean, yep. maybe not as many as that, but in all probability, as many as, that. as many as 100 to give themselves a chance of having something to bowl at. And if they can't, yep. if they are dismissed for any less than that together, mm -hmm. it's more likely, even if it is one of them left with the tail, balance of probability, yes. Harms is not doing that again. Last wicket, Ali's big not doing last that. wicket partnerships don't tend to happen twice. Quite. Nottingham 2013 is the only one I can think of where <laughs> it, it happened twice with, with Pattinson um, and Haddon and, and with Phil Hughes and Ashton Agar. So, yeah, very unlikely. You know, the probability is Australia take a wicket some point early in the morning and, and run down the runs. But, as they say, as Jim Carrey told us, there's still a chance. You're saying there's a chance. We dare to dream as we move to the final word, Hall of Fame. Final well, word, Hall of Fame, Jeff. Mm -hmm. Brought to you. Do you know who it's brought to you uh, by? I think it's by Seabus Super. Very it's good. It's four letters, C-B-U-S, <laughs> and then it's one word, Super. The innovations of the funds insurance stand today. Do they? Instead of passing the hat around to help a mate, the insurance scheme provided a fair alternative covering workers in hazardous jobs and still does to this day. Mm -hmm. This is an emblem of the way that CBUS has a wider perspective. Yep. We talk about their superannuation returns all the time, 8.99% on average across the now 40 years they've been in operation. But they are looking after the people that are part of their funds who work in the industries where the majority of their members come from. Uh, this is the union 
uh, starting point with the employer groups. That's what Industry Super is all mm -hmm. about. 50-50 representation on their board, independent directors as well. Like this is the whole idea of the thing, right? right. It's everyone working in the interest of those who are members of the superannuation fund, nearly 900,000 members across the country. Um, and this is why we're celebrating CBUS's 40th birthday in 2024. CBUSsuper.com.au, I mentioned before, the 8.99%, very impressive. It's not a reliable indicator of future performance, past performance, but mm -hmm. you know, that's a number that's worth noting. That's a good number. Uh, what, Hall of Fame today, I think we've got to start with the uh, testicular catch in the <laughs> gully. South Shaquille did something right there, the one that uh, that was flashed away by Lion, taken low down, hit the heels of the hand and then bounced up right into the uh, the box area. But you're not wearing a box at gully, so I don't know how uncomfortable the catch was. But he managed to hold it, sort of fell over sideways, clamped his legs together, got one hand in there to kind of keep the ball in place, um, the cricket ball that is, and then plucked it out as he rolled over. It didn't touch the ground. That was the main thing. And it doesn't matter what part of your body you catch it with, you just need to keep it off the turf. Reminiscent of what Roger Harper tried to do at mm -hmm. this ground on the 1st of January 1996 when Michael Bevan mm -hmm. was at the very start of his innings. Do you like that? Michael Bevan? Yeah, Michael Bevan. Heaven. I looked through some Michael Bevan numbers last night uh, at a Morehouse. Fantastic statistician from Canberra. He has scored, he scored rather, more um, competitive runs at the SCG than anyone by a mile at like 80. More it's than crazy. Bradman. More than Bradman. And we got him on the final word mm -hmm. live at Sydney in just two nights from tonight. Yep. The 7th of January, uh, Comedy Store, ticket link in the show notes. If you're on the fence, you're not quite sure either way, come and hear Michael Bevan talk about strumming mm -hmm. tons for fun here at the Sydney Cricket Ground. Yep. A rare opportunity. He doesn't do many of these types of things, uh, but he will be yep. there talking to Jeff and me, the Comedy Store. Be there. Uh, Barbara Azam, he had a great day today in the field. He was having a lot of fun. He seems to be enjoying not being captain. Yeah. He was running he was around the place. He was skipping up and down the pitch. He was getting into all sorts of comedy store material. The best bit being when Mitchell, uh, Mitchell Marsh had a sweep shot against Salmon, against the spinner, <laughs> which bobbled up and just clipped to the bottom of his grill. And they, they did the sort of um, pantomime at that point of, is your helmet okay? But before that happened, Barbara runs up to him from slip and goes, how many fingers am I holding up? Puts up two fingers. Picks, puts up three fingers. How many is that? Two. And Mitchell Marsh just kind of... It laughed and cuffed him around the back of the head. Uh, it, was, it was very good natured. It's nice to see teams getting along, but also it's nice to see someone who's had a pretty hard go of it. It's hard being the captain of Pakistan. You cop a lot of shit. You cop a lot of shit from, you've got politics all over the place. He got squeezed out of the job after the, the World Cup debacle, um, but he seems to be enjoying himself out there. Oh, I was going to say the same person, but for different things. I didn't see the two fingers up. What I did see, though, was at one stage, he brought the whole cordon together after a play and miss. So it would have been Rizwan, Salman, himself, and uh, Shaquille. And he got all four of them in a huddle with their heads together like this. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know what was going on there, but it was Quack. through, Quack. It was through Barber's Quack. initiation. Quack. Quack. And at the end of the over after that, he grabbed the hands of... Again, I think it was Rizwan Salman. And Salman. Oh, it yeah, been. might have been, uh, might have been uh, Salman and Shaquille again. Yeah. And they ran down the other end holding hands, almost skipping along from one end to the other. Nice. At one point, they took him at a second slip to short cover. And he sprinted those 30 metres like, like he was Usain Bolt at the 2008 mm -hmm. Olympics. Huge smile on his face. It does feel like, even though the tour has not gone well for Barbara's arm, the batter, maybe he's just feeling better as Barbara's arm, the human sure. being. And for that I, I wish him well into the future we've already touched on the sight screen drama it wasn't the only bit with Steve Smith and that's there were other sight screen issues but uh, sight screen issues that's I suppose that's just par for the course um, 655 days between uh, test wickets for uh, for um, our man Sajid Khan oh yeah I thought, this, I just thought I'd note that it's been a long time to wait to get that ball to carry Oof. he would have dreamt of his next test wicket he might have thought it was never going to come but he got one uh, today and last but not least we did a bad job of um, documenting the David Warner baggy green stuff before the test match let's just 
quickly go through it here. Cock up, conspiracy, typically cock up. Uh, mm -hmm. This bag has shown up in the player's area, um, but it's shrouded in mystery. Okay. No one really knows how it ended up there. Was it an oversight? Uh, I'm looking forward to whenever the full story on this comes out, because mm -hmm. as it stands right now, there was a lot of information when they were looking for the cap. Yeah. Not quite so much information now. I'm well, sure the usual suspects will tell us nothing to see here, yeah. but I've also been following David Warner's career long enough, and so have you. There's usually more to see here, and that's why he's yeah. such a charming person to follow, because wherever David Warner is, interesting things. Mm -hmm. Follow. There's a long tradition of people hunting for bags in Sydney, um, so I'm glad to see that that's been continued at the SCG this week. All right, that'll do on the uh, final word Hall of Fame. For Seabus Super, jump in there, seabussuper.com.au. We bloody love them. We love you too for following, watching, listening to our program, patreon.com forward slash the final word if you want to support us financially with many other people on our Discord channel. If you want to sign up to the Edinburgh Half Marathon or Marathon, by the way, Jeff, do it right away. They're nearly at full capacity. If you're on the fence, please get in touch with me as mm -hmm. soon as you can get the link out of our show notes um, just do it don't hesitate get fit run 21 kilometers Jeff you've got to sign up for the get, 10k get off the fence the fence is uncomfortable it's not a good place to be um, uh, nobody enjoys sitting on a fence I think that's it this that's has it been the it's going to be a four day test day match day. right yeah. probably one way or the other tomorrow will be it we'll be, we'll be back with you on day four because that's what we do Jeff Lemon, Adam Collins we'll see you tomorrow good night sorry if I ran into empty this so you know